Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Online dating. You love it. You hate it. You love that you hate it. Or maybe you secretly hate that you love it. No matter what you think of it, it's likely here for the long haul. Unfortunately, online dating does face a number of statistical challenges, which means that very regularly these sites don't live up to the hype that they've advertised. Today, I'm going to take a dive into the hidden world of the mathematics of online dating to help explain why it can be so confusing and frustrating at times and also why it's actually really hard for any of these apps to do anything to rectify the problem. The number of men and women using online dating apps has grown exponentially over the last 10 years. In fact, it's changed from being the place where only sad, creepy, weird individuals would go and try online dating, to in fact, only sad, weird, creepy people haven't tried online dating. Now, in an ideal world, Every dating app would work like this. It would take all of its male and female members and it would it would line them up so everyone matched with a member of the opposite sex or the same sex if that's what you're looking for on the app, but um, uh, someone who is roughly equal to you in, in social value, sort of looks and what you have to offer as a partner and everyone would get matched up fairly down the ladder so everyone would, would get matched with partners. If you're really attractive, you get really attractive partners. Less attractive, less interesting, you get less interesting partners all the way down, but everyone would get partners. Unfortunately, reality has likely shown you the very mean lesson that this is not the case. But why? What's going on here? Well, let's imagine together that we're going to create an online dating app from scratch right now. And you know what we're going to call it? We're going to call it Grumble. So we've created a brand new app, Grumble, and we're going to start to design how it's going to work. What's the most important thing we need to consider? Well, the very most important thing we need to consider is how we're going to get people to use our app and stay on our app and keep returning to our app and not go off to other people's apps like Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. How are we going to prevent them from going back to those apps and stick with us? Well, we need to keep them. We need need to make sure this is the place that they want to be. How do we do that? Well, if you've ever been to a bar or a club or, or worked in a bar or club, there's a rule you probably know, and that's this. If a location has a lot of women, especially if they're attractive women, the men will go there. I don't care if you have a bar or a club that's named the Pink Fluffy Unicorn, strictly for gay men only. <laughs> if you've got hot women going there, the men will flock. The men will go. The men will beat down the doors to get inside. They'll pretend to be gay. They'll wear dresses. They don't care, just so they can get there around the hot women. On the flip side, if you get a bar and you fill it with men, women are going to stay clear. In fact, they're generally going to run away from that location and hate it. And that, that bar, club, will lose money because men will stop going because there are no women. The women don't go because there are too many men. And the bar will collapse. In fact, this is how a lot of nightclubs go. When they hit new thing, they're really great at getting women to go, especially the hottest model, like the women at the top of the social, uh, at least the club's social uh, stag pile. All those women go in, and then after a while, they lose interest and they go elsewhere. And because those women go elsewhere, the men flock and go elsewhere, suddenly the business collapses and clubs can't stay open. That's why clubs often have such a rapid cycle, uh, because women just start going to different places. They, they get bored of the one place and they go elsewhere. So what that means for our app, Grumble, 
is that we need to make sure that women want to come and use our app. It's more important to please the women than anything else. Because if the women are there, the men will go. So what we need to do is make sure that our female users get matched up with the men they're most likely to like, that they're going to find the most attractive, and men that are most likely to go on dates with them. So we need to make females the pivot point to please as many women as possible, not to please as many men as possible. Because again, men will flock to where the women are, women won't flock to where the men are. They're the most important clients for an online dating app. Now, even if this were the case, in theory, it should work well still. You should still get the hottest women, get the hottest guys. Now, maybe I shouldn't say hot, I should say the highest value women, get the highest value guys, and it kind of ranks all the way down. But there's problem. In fact, there's a few problems. Problem number one is this. Online dating, the world of online dating, always has more men, male users than female users. So let's say, I mean, look, Tinder's good on the scheme of things compared to other apps. Bumble's good, Hinge's good, but let's use Tinder as a benchmark. You've generally got a consistent more than two to one male to female ratio. It's, it's more than two to one often, but not a huge amount more. So let's say two to one, just to make the maths easy. So if you've got twice as many men as you do women, and you match up every man with one woman, what do you end up with? Right, what do you think you end up with? Of course, you end up with the highest value man does get the highest value woman. But as you go down, the average man gets the lowest value woman who's online. So a guy who's average now gets matched with the lowest quality woman that there is. Any man below average in his perceived value gets nothing, right? That's rule number one. Got a second problem, that's this. The average man wants to sleep with more women than the average woman wants to sleep with men. The average man wants to go on more dates in, a, in an average week than the average woman wants to go on dates with the average man. So take the, the highest value man, the highest value woman. The highest value man, um, so in other words, men who can get tons of dates would, would probably love to sleep with about three or four women a week and do that relatively consistently. Very few women want to do that. Very few. In fact, that's exceedingly rare. So a very promiscuous woman might sleep with one new guy a month, two guy, new guys a month. I know there are extreme examples where that's not the case, but a great deal of men would happily sleep with three or four women a week. So we got a problem there, right? But let's say, let's say that men just want to sleep with twice as many women as women would want to sleep with men. So what that means is that the men, the most attractive men, each man is servicing, so to speak, twice as many women as women can service men. So that pulls everything up even further. So what does that mean? Well, the most desirable man still gets the most desirable woman, but you scale down and now, the, the man who's in the top 25%, he gets the least desirable woman, right? So the man who's like right at the bottom, the 25 percentile man, gets the least desirable woman online at that point in time. Every man below him gets nothing. So you can see how all of a sudden things start to get squeezed so that women get only the most attractive men, the men lower and down the ranks don't get many women at all. Now. A lot of men blame this on women's hypergamy. Well, women only want to date men who have money. Women only want to date men who are attractive. Women are horrible creatures and... No. I, I gotta make this super clear, okay? This is maths. This is not hypergamy at play. This is not women being horrible creatures at play. Um, you know, if I gave you an app as a guy, let's say you're a really unattractive guy. You look like a potato, right? And, and you go on this app, but I start matching you with super hot women. The amount of time it will take you to feel like you deserve super hot women and only super hot women will be measured in weeks. And all of a sudden you're like, I may look like a potato, but women dig me, so I'm the hottest guy around. That's going to happen. So that's human nature, and we can't blame women for that, that that's what's happened with this online dating trend. Now this is really hard to fix because if you don't 
displease the women in this way, if you start showing women less and less attractive guys and start uh, taking measures to, to even it out, well, then some other app's going to steal the women away because the women will go where they can get the most attractive men. Where can women get the most attractive men? The sites that show them the most attractive men. That's a problem. So is all hope lost? Well, no. And I thought I'd never say this, but let's look to McDonald's for a little bit of inspiration. If you take a McDonald's burger and you place it next to the hamburger from your local takeaway joint down the road, which looks better? Which looks tastier? Which is tastier? Which do you want to eat actually more often? Odds are the better burger is from your takeaway joint down the road. So why oh why does McDonald's sell billions, trillions of hamburgers every day while your burger joint down the road sells maybe hundreds? Why does that happen? It comes down to marketing. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Have you ever seen a picture of a, ha a McDonald's hamburger? Have you ever seen a picture of a Hungry Jack's hamburger? How ridiculously tasty do they look? If you take a picture of a McDonald's burger and put it next to the picture of a takeaway joint hamburger, which looks better? I'm guessing it's the McDonald's hamburger looks better because they've put in a huge amount of effort into taking incredible photos. They've made that hamburger look incredible. Now, you may go to, ha to McDonald's and get a hamburger and open it up and go, oh, this, is, this doesn't look anything like the photo. But you keep going back, don't you? You know this, you know the McDonald's burger is never going to actually look as good, but you still keep going back, you still keep buying those photos. This is human nature at play. We are sold by quality, we are sold by marketing. Those high quality, well-made photos, that's what we buy. And it's exactly the same on online dating. So what this actually means... <sighs> I've been working with guys in online dating profiles for quite some time. So the, the makeup, because you really need to be in that top 20% of men to be getting results. The makeup of that top 20% of men looks like this. It's about 10% the hottest men out there, and then 10% the best marketers out there. And I say this really genuinely, that you can get really great matches if you have a well put together profile. But the most important thing are those photos. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care, and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.